Welcome to episode two of Rise and Resilience. Today's special guest is Joanne Betcher of Douglas Elliman. She is ranked top 1% in real estate nationally. She has over 35 years of experience in the real estate industry, and she has helped over thousands of families fulfill their dreams of home ownership. Joanne, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. Of course. Yeah. I know that appreciate you're super it. busy, and I really appreciate yes. your time. So tell me how you got into real estate. I got into real estate um, quite by accident in a way. Mm -hmm. My husband is a licensed professional engineer, and uh, I had my previous career was a medical administrator. Mm -hmm. And at that time, um, the facility had been sold and it was not going to be used for medical anymore. Mm -hmm. So I decided to, my husband had already started a home inspection business on the side. Um, he was uh, doing quite well and I decided to see how to get his business going even more. Mm -hmm. And I went down to the local real estate office thinking that's how you get someone going really strong in uh, that type of a business. And uh, to find out that you had to go get your license to work there. <laughs> so I, then I went and got, you know, got my license with the company. It was wonderful. Mm -hmm. And realized that's really not how my husband would get his business going, but right. it got me going. Right. And at first, I did not like the industry at all. Wow. They didn't have, look kindly at real estate agents. Um, and I had always been looked at you know on a pedestal being in the medical profession all of a sudden you're in real estate and they kind of you know the public looked at you a little differently Absolutely. I don't know if I was a step above or below the used car dealer <laughs> <laughs> so I said well I'd like to change that but of course I did real estate in the community mm -hmm. I grew up in mm -hmm. which is Lindenhurst mm -hmm. is where I grew up so I started there and uh, it was uh, my friends, now that they knew I was in real estate, they were going to sell their parents' house or they had a child that was looking for a home and I'd give the same statement to everyone. I'd say, well, I'll help you, but I'm not staying in this business, but I'll, but I'll definitely help your son, daughter, or mom and dad, you know, because mm -hmm. I just love helping people. Right. And actually, that's what kept me in the business, wow. the fact that I was helping people, and that's what I did in the medical professional, so you're right. always helping. So Absolutely. with that hat on, uh, that's how I could start to become successful in right. the business, wow. thinking that I was really, really helping people. Mm -hmm. So it was great. Yeah, that's awesome. So that, I, that's how I got started. Okay, okay. good. So what is a day in the life of Joanne Betcher like? Uh, <laughs> A day in the life of Joanne Batcher is probably waking up at 4 a.m. every morning or maybe getting out of bed at 4.30. Mm -hmm. um, of course, it takes me a little longer to get ready these days than it used to, when, <laughs> 35 years ago or so. But, um, and then I um, do affirmations and I role play with some people mm -hmm. and I also uh, get on the phones in the morning and wow. make some phone calls mm -hmm. and then I'm off to the office yeah. and whatever appointments I have I that is scheduled during the day um, usually uh, pre-pandemic mm -hmm. my day would start maybe at 4 30 in the morning but it wouldn't end until sometimes 9 10 o'clock at night because I'm wow. very involved in a lot of community service work also right. having evening appointments or being involved with uh, 
committees and mm -hmm. different volunteer work that I do do. Amazing. Yeah. So when did you start a team? Uh, when did I start a team? That was probably my second, third, maybe my fourth year in the business. Mm -hmm. um, I was doing a nice amount of business and a gal in my office who was uh, another realtor mm -hmm. had uh, had an accident and uh, mm -hmm. she had a, a, a broken ankle at the time. Mm -hmm. So she couldn't really work. So I said, I tell you what, I really need help. And why don't you help me? You know, we'll, I'll help you, you help me type right. of thing. So that's how I got my assistant. Mm -hmm. And then when I uh, left that company, after becoming quite successful, that company had, had really um, gotten a lot of top producers in it. And uh, at one time after another, you know, uh, or one after another, we kind of left that company, all went our separate ways, but that company did have a lot of top producers in its, in, in, within its doors. Mm -hmm. I went to another company, and, at that, and that girl came with me, mm -hmm. and so she was my team member. Mm -hmm. she, was my, she was my showing agent. Mm -hmm. Her fracture healed, of course, <laughs> and got better. However, when I went over to that other company, um, and everyone will remain nameless, Hope you appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, I did get sued by the other company because now they were going to teach the industry a lesson that they were not going to lose their top producers and have them walk out on them. So uh, they were suing me for a million dollars. And they hired somebody to come in on the weekends and uh, call everybody. In those days, um, all your messages and everything went through a front desk and it went on into a book so they took the book of anybody that had called me and called them and said not to do business with me so you know what happens with the public when they get told you can't do that with this person well then the, believe me the public rallies around you especially if they you know appreciate you and feel that you've done a good job with them or they respect you and so that's what happened and then all those people they called to tell not to do business with me decided they wanted to do business with me so then wow. i started getting even busier wow. so it was really although they were trying to hurt me it they helped, helped me so wow that's amazing. I, I appreciated that yeah i didn't appreciate it however when i got the knock on the door and said i was being you know uh sued right but uh, anyway it worked out well I'm in glad, the end. I'm glad that you turned that around and just, that's the true definition of resilience. Yes. Like yes. You, you know, that's incredible. Mm -hmm. I admire that. So how different is the way you do business now versus when you started? Well, when I started, I don't even think I had a beeper. <laughs> <laughs> when we started, to be very honest with you, um, you know, I... I always say, you know, with technology today, I started with standard typewriters and ditto machines, you know. Mm -hmm. So all technology was way beyond my imagination or the fact that I could even deal with it. Mm -hmm. uh, so I didn't even know how to work a, um, a calculator. Mm -hmm. Wow. So there was one gentleman who was a top producer when I first got in the business, and he had this adding uh, device 
and that he always used and he could calculate the percentages and he could calculate with mortgages so I figured why get a regular calculator I was going to get one like him so to this day I still don't know how to use a regular calculator I only know how to use <laughs> a very wow. advanced calculator wow. yeah an HP 12c is what it's called and now they have an app for it so I have it downloaded on my phone mm -hmm. so it's uh Wow, interesting. So technology, uh, we had beepers mm -hmm. when they, I guess, were a little popular. Mm -hmm. uh, no cell phones at all. And right. I do remember my very first cell phone was very big. Uh, yeah. <laughs> very big. Uh, so, and we didn't have printouts. We had uh, sheets come to the front of the door every day at your real estate office in a plastic uh, package. And those were the new listings that came out. Wow. Um, they might have, had, yeah, well, they did have all the information. They might have had a picture on it. I don't even remember. And then they advanced. They got books. Interesting. Eventually, in my business, we had the real the book of all the listings. And that would come out every week. Every week, okay. Yeah, so that was um, quite impressive. So if and look you, at today. Yeah, so if you had to put out a listing, you mm -hmm. only had one opportunity each week to put it out because the book um, was only going no, out once you know, a week? it's so far back, I'm, yeah. uh, I'm forgetting how it went. Right. But you would send it in, yeah. yeah. And when you did a, a market analysis for somebody in those days, uh, you didn't have all these pictures online right. with professional photographers, right. you know, like you are and like I do on all my listings today. Right. However... When I did a market analysis, I would quickly get in my car mm -hmm. with my camera, mm -hmm. go and take a picture of the subject property, and then all the solds and all the listeds and what's in contract around it that you would present, mm -hmm. I would go and take pictures of all those houses, go to the one-hour photo, have them develop it, quickly come back, Put them on all the sheets, uh -huh. and then prepare. That's how you would prepare your market analysis wow. for the homeowner. It was great. That's a lot of work. It was a tremendous amount of work, yeah. actually. Yeah. When I think about it yeah. today, everything's so much easier. So much easier. Mm -hmm. So how did you, like, you had no choice but to adapt. So. Oh, sure. Right. And if you do a lot of business, um, you know, that's that's what you're going to. That's what's. Right. You really don't have a choice. Have a but choice. I was always fortunate. I did a lot of, a tremendous amount. Of, I was blessed, mm -hmm. let me just say that, um, to get this kind of business. And I always had an assistant. So right. I didn't really have to learn technology. Right. It was easier and more cost effective for me to pay someone right. to do that for Absolutely. me. Absolutely. So that's uh, how I always had. I always had an assistant. Nice. So, and then buyer agents came right. along with that also. Right. right. Mm -hmm. So what would you say is your favorite part about being a realtor? Helping people. Mm. It's very, very rewarding. And mm. then when they tell you that, oh, that you made them so happy or, you know, you made them either find their dream mm -hmm. or they left what they had, all their memories 
go with them is mm-hmm. what I always tell them. You might be selling your home today, but you know, taking all your memories with you. Right. And they're so glad that the transition went so smoothly. Smooth. And I will have to say, most of the time it does. It's just, and it's very rewarding. Right. You know what's more rewarding? When they turn around and refer so many their children to you, their relatives, their right. family and friends, it's very rewarding. What percentage of your business is referral? Is it all? A majority of majority. it. Uh, very large, uh, yes, a very large majority. I, I, I can't give you an exact number of percentages, right. Right. Uh, but a lot of it is referral. Right. That's amazing. Yeah, no, oh, it is amazing, and yeah. it is great. Yeah. So. Good. could get a little spoiled. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's <laughs> good. Uh, what advice would you give someone looking to get into real estate and really build their career? Mm-hmm. The advice I'd give is that you have to be dedicated. Mm-hmm. You have to really want it. Right. You want to do it. Right. Um, you ha- it is a career. Right. And it's not something you... God gave us one mouth and two ears. And he did that for a reason, because we're supposed to listen more than we talk. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's... When somebody gets into the business, I think they should listen to the people that they're working with, um, the seller, the buyer, Mm -hmm. and also whoever is running your office. And certainly, um, you know, listen to all the tapes and don't think you know it all, read all the books um, that are there to help you. There's a lot out there that you can use for help and you should do it. Yeah, there's so much to learn. And, and you know it doesn't come overnight. Right. You can't get discouraged. Right. You know it's the business That's that the you have to be prepared for. Um, you better have six months to a year reserve mm. in the bank, and if you don't yeah. have that, right, it's very hard. You know, it is difficult. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. So you are an active member of the community. Oh, you, very. <laughs> you are the president of the Chamber of Commerce of Babylon, and Lindenhurst. Oh, Lindenhurst, sorry. And you were the vice president of Kiwanis Club. Tell the me the Lindenhurst Kiwanis. Yes. Tell me exactly all about that and what you what you guys do. Okay. Well, obviously, the Chamber of Commerce is bringing all the uh, businesses together mm-hmm. in the zip code of one one seven five seven, which is the Lindenhurst zip code. Okay. Uh, and of course, I'm uh, a participant and active in the Babylon uh, Chamber of Commerce. However, um, I I grew up in Lindenhurst, so there's a special place in my heart for everything that goes on in the community. Right. Uh, I have been president for a very, very, very long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Kiwanis Club, that's another near and dear thing to me. I actually got into the Kiwanis Club because I was successful. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to give back to the community mm-hmm. because you can't always be a taker. You have to be a giver. Always pay for uh, And it had a lot of, at the time, there were no women. There was one woman that was actually a member, but just in name only. She mm-hmm. was the receiver of taxes. Mm-hmm. At the time, she, of course, never participated. So I was the first woman into the Lindenhurst Kiwanis Club. Mm-hmm. And when I, I was invited by one of my homeowners, who was the president at the time, and when I sat in on the meeting, I thought, wow, these guys have great ideas, the things that they're working on, everything they're doing. I said, but boy, they really need like a woman to pull it all together. And they did great things. Yeah. I mean, not that I could do it all, but I just thought it was great. They welcomed me. Mm-hmm. Um, and they never really wanted to have women in their club. 
Interesting. But being a business person, they looked at you differently because they looked at you more on their level. Mm. You know, you weren't a housewife coming out to, you know, get out of the house or something of right. that. Not that there's anything wrong with housewives. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, but I was a business person, so I had a business mentality, right. and I still do. Absolutely. So that's that's a key thing. Okay. You know. So tell me about hometown heroes. Oh, this is my pride and joy. Yes. Hometown heroes. This Lindenhurst Kiwanis Club started this uh-huh. last year uh-huh. in Lindenhurst. It's to honor uh, if you have a a veteran that you want to honor, somebody in the military, past, present, mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, we um, honor them by putting up a banner mm-hmm. uh, on all the um, decorative poles. It started in Lindenhurst, so in the village of Lindenhurst. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a vinyl banner, it's lovely. It's $200 for this banner that somebody would purchase and we will hang it from Memorial Day mm-hmm. to Veterans Day. Wow. And so it stays up over five months. Yeah. It's a long time. It and it's time. a beautiful sight just to see all those banners of all these military people. Mm-hmm. And uh, so what happened was the town of Babylon, they had ch- tried to get something started in the past. And so when they saw how successful we were, mm-hmm. Chris Schaefer, our supervisor um, of the town, mm-hmm gave a call and asked if we would help with theirs getting started and could we do the entire township of Babylon. Wow. So right now that's the project. Love we are it. in the process of doing that. We are absolutely uh, thrilled to participate. I do want you to know, yes, the money, some of the proceeds mm-hmm. go to the Kiwanis Club to help our children in the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also we, we give to... Uh, you have a choice to donate a portion of your money to one of three military. It would have to do with military on right. Long Island. <clears throat> so this year we're doing the United Way of Long Island, generalneeds.org, mm-hmm. and uh, Warrior Ranch Foundation. Uh, then one of those three. And you also have a choice as to where you want your flag hung, meaning <clears throat> which town, uh, Hamlet, right. that you want to hang it in. So it's a wonderful, wonderful program. So you have until um, April or the end of April okay. to get your application in. You go to uh, hometown here, uh, hometownheroes.org, Lindenhurst, okay. Lindenhurst Kiwanis Club. Mm-hmm. org. You can get the application online. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. I excited. Love that. Oh, That's very, very exciting. exciting. Yes. We did, uh, you know, over 150 uh, banners so far. Wow. That's yeah, great. That's incredible. My, um, my brother's a Marine. My cousins are Marines. So oh. I come from a military-based family. So I love everything about that. Oh, it's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to all the vets and people serving in the military. Um, we owe it all to you guys. So thank you for that. Oh, we thank them every Absolutely. day. Absolutely. Every day. Yep. Without a doubt. Um, so, with that being said, your drive in your work ethic is something, is that something you've always had, or did that come about at a certain point in your life? No, I don't think it came about at a certain point. I think it's I've always had a drive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I was in high school, um, my best friend lived across the street from me. I always get up early, so mm-hmm. I'm an early riser. 
and uh, I would get up even an hour before I had to get up for school just to go across the street and do her mother's hair every morning for her, for her to go to work. Oh. So I always had this yeah. ambition, and I was uh, I ambitious that. in school. Uh -huh. Yes, I always worked from probably the age of 12. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if I, whether I sold uh, comic books on the side. Right. Of the yeah. luncheonette, uh, yeah. yes, and then I worked as a soda jerk in those days. That's what they were called. I guess it's not politically correct to say that today, right? In the soda fountain. Oh, okay. I started there when I was, um, I think, 14. Mm -hmm. I made 35 cents an hour. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> and then wow. the day I turned 16, I was able to go next door to the supermarket work because my whole family and my breath. My brother and sister mm -hmm. used to work there, so we all, and my members of the family always, you always started at the supermarket. Right. It's incredible. I mean, the appreciation that you have, it just stems from being, you know, going, experience life and how mm -hmm. things have changed. And mm, it's just, it's I'll incredible. Say they've changed. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> changed a lot, yeah, you know? Absolutely. I mean, uh, absolutely. Um, just from black and white TVs. Yeah, yeah. Or just a TV. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and, and and going on. Do you think there will ever be a time that you no longer sell real estate? No. I love it. <laughs> no stopping I, you her. You know, everybody says, when are you going to retire? And I said, why? I love what I do. Right, there's no reason and to stop. If I stop having fun, well, and or if health-related, you mm. know, I mean, God forbid, um... I think that would be the only thing. I, I love what I do, mm. you know, most of the time. Don't get me wrong. It's not, it's not always, always easy. Yeah. fun and games. Right. I mean, Absolutely. I have a lot of fires to put out also, <laughs> but that's my specialty mm -hmm. is to calm the waters. Mm -hmm. and, that, and that's really a, a, and a very important, and that's probably what I should say when somebody's getting into, into the business. You have to know how to be calming. Mm. You have to know how to diffuse mm. something. You can't ex make it explode even more. Right. It's real. That's a real important lesson. It's true because the emotions are contagious. First of all, the seller is. That's their only thing they're selling, and it's their most valuable asset. Right. All right. A buyer. It's their most expensive thing they're going to get in their life at that time. Right. So their emotions are very high. Mm -hmm. You're the one that has to keep it mm -hmm. on a nice, even keel. Right. And, you know, bring them down and make everybody feel important. Mm -hmm. Nothing is minimized, but mm -hmm. yet you must calm the waters. Yeah. I think you do that perfectly. Oh. <laughs> You're very you. soothing. Oh, thank like, I you. I love being in your presence always. Oh, thank you. Of course. That's of course. very sweet. Mm -hmm. Very sweet. So what motivates you to continue grinding at this business like it's your very first day? Uh, well, number one, uh, I love being with people. Right. Uh, I really do. Mm -hmm. uh, especially when I'm helping them. Once again, it always goes back to that. Right. It always goes back to, with the organizations I'm in. And I'm in Rotary in Babylon. And, I, you know, there are things we do there that, uh, you know, we're helping helping people right you know whether it's bringing uh, food to the to the soup kitchens and all this the outreach and, and pantries and uh, things of that nature I think that's what makes you go on because right. if I weren't successful 
I wouldn't be able to afford right be able to afford this uh, way of life right with you know right. helping out uh, and not just I mean not just with doing things but monetarily also and mm -hmm. you know and to do things like I do it does you know um, it it really it helps your business because people see that you know you are caring right yeah you're not just a taker exactly you have to be a giver absolutely always yeah awesome so what's next for you what's you know oh, on the horizon on the horizons uh what's next another listing another <laughs> <story>. <laughs> yeah that's it helping mm -hmm. getting our hometown heroes project completed mm -hmm. uh, for this year and it'll hopefully it's going to go on year after year after year because it's a wonderful I think it project will. yeah it is oh it just is it grows and grows and grows it mm -hmm. really does and um what's next i don't know we mm -hmm. don't know uh, what the next phone call will bring me right are you anticipating like a really busy spring yes you know it's listen it's been busy right. even in the pandemic uh, mm -hmm. i was selling and listing property right not the same way don't get me wrong and not at the same volume right it just wasn't there right but uh listen i kept my assistant on the whole time that's amazing uh didn't skip a beat with anything wow. um you know she worked from home i worked from home right we did what we had to do that's it i will say very excited to say i've had my second injection so I am Congrats. free to go out in the world good, good. <laughs> for the most part. Good. You feel good? So, oh, yeah. Wonderful. No reaction whatsoever other Amazing. than mental reaction, knowing everything's going to be great, which I, I felt before that. I'm a very positive person. Mm -hmm. My glass is always half full, full, never half empty. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I think that's why I feel so connected to you. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Absolutely. I guess I get that connection myself. Mm -hmm. I love that. Thank you. So, how can people find you, connect with you, call you? Oh, my goodness. I'm all over. But, Joanne Batcher, Douglas Elliman Real Estate. Mm -hmm. My office number, direct line, is 631-422-9292. My cell number is 516-359-0803. And um, just pick up the phone and call. You can email me, joanne.betcher at elliman.com. Mm -hmm. I am on Facebook and mm -hmm. Instagram. I don't really put things on Facebook myself. I'm a great sharer. Mm -hmm. I share everybody's information, especially being president of the chamber. You know, you want to get things out there. These people have struggled this past year. And I will tell you, um, oh, and I also, too, wear another hat. I do represent the legislator, Kevin McCaffrey, mm -hmm. um, on a downtown revitalization grant committee wow. uh, that each legislator appoints uh, a person mm -hmm. for, he appoints, uh, to sit on this committee for grant money that the legislators set aside for downtown revitalization to mm -hmm. en enhance the downtown. Um, so I have sat on this committee now for, I don't know, maybe 12 years. Mm -hmm. So each, wow. whoever come into, who has come into office has asked me to stay on, which I'm very honored because usually when the um, party changes, right. uh, they will have someone from their 
political party mm -hmm. represent them, and I represent everybody. Wow. So that's an honor in itself. Absolutely. Really, truly. Congrats on that. That's great. Thank you. So I just want to say thank you so much. I know you're that so welcome, you're Andrea. insanely busy, and I appreciate your time. I am never too busy for you because you. you have been a wonderful friend to thank me you. also. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Joanne.